This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to This Day in History Class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is April 2nd, 2019. The day was April 2nd, 1979. In the Soviet city of Sverdlovsk, or modern-day Yekaterinburg, people began getting sick with fevers, coughing, and vomiting. A deadly plume of anthrax spores had been released from a military microbiology facility, causing at least 64 people to die and 96 people to be hospitalized. At least, that's what was revealed to have happened after the incident. For years, the Soviet Union claimed that meat tainted with anthrax was responsible for the outbreak and denied that an accident had happened. The anthrax leak, which caused an epidemic that lasted into May, has been called the biological Chernobyl. Anthrax is an infectious disease caused by the bacterium Bacillus anthracis. The bacterium produces spores that can lie dormant in soil for decades. People can be infected in a few ways. Cutaneous anthrax occurs when a person touches an affected animal or animal product. People can get a gastrointestinal anthrax infection from eating an infected animal. But the deadliest type of anthrax infection is pulmonary, or inhalation, which has a 90% fatality rate in people who are not treated with antibiotics. When a person breathes in a high concentration of anthrax spores, the bacteria multiply and produce toxins. Then the infected person starts to experience symptoms like a shortness of breath, cough, body aches, fever, bloody vomiting, and fainting. Because anthrax spores are easily found and produced and are microscopic, they are an ideal weapon for bioterrorists. The Svertlovsk leak wasn't an act of bioterrorism. It was accidental. But it harmed and killed many people nonetheless. In 1972, most countries signed the Biological Weapons Convention, which banned the development, production, and use of biological weapons. The Soviet Union was one of the signatories. But the convention didn't ban bioweapons defense research, and it did not institute a compliance and monitoring body. In October 1979, a newspaper in West Germany ran a report that said there had been a germ accident that caused thousands of deaths in the Soviet Union. And in early 1980, that same paper reported that in April 1979, there had been an explosion at a secret military installation near Sverdlovsk that released anthrax spores into the air. There was word that Soviet military had made efforts to decontaminate the area once the spores were released. The news spread around the world, and U.S. intelligence soon discovered that there were signs of an accident at the bioweapons facility Compound 19 in Sverdlovsk. Plus, the Soviet defense minister, Ustinov, had visited the city at that time. The U.S. accused the Soviet Union of violating the ban on the use of biological weapons. And in return, the Soviet Union accused the U.S. of intensifying tensions between the two states and waging psychological warfare on the Soviet Union. The Soviets maintained that tainted meat was the reason an anthrax outbreak had happened. And many Western scientists believed them, doubting the accusation that there had been an accidental anthrax release, including biologist Matthew Messelson, who the CIA assigned to examine the evidence from intelligence sources. 
the Soviet Union held strong to their story that meat had been tainted, and the Reagan administration continued to accuse the Soviet Union of violating the Bioweapons Convention. But finally, in 1992, after the Soviet Union had dissolved, Russian President Boris Yeltsin admitted to U.S. President George H.W. Bush that the outbreak was in fact a bioweapons accident, and it did originate at the military facility. Yeltsin said he told Bush the following, We are still deceiving you, Mr. Bush. We promised to eliminate bacteriological weapons. But some of our experts did everything possible to prevent me from learning the truth. It was not easy, but I outfoxed them. I caught them red-handed. I found two test sites. They are inoculating tracts of land with anthrax, allowing wild animals to go there and observing them. Yeltsin promised to give the families of the people who had died in the outbreak pensions and said that Russia would follow the Bioweapons Convention. But more information about the Soviets' biological warfare operations came out. A year after signing the 1972 convention, the Soviet Union had created Biopreparat, a civilian program that employed 50,000 people across 52 facilities to manufacture biowarfare agents. The program's deputy director, whose name is now Ken Alabek, defected to the U.S. in 1992 and told what he had heard about the incident in the book Biohazard. According to Alabek, Compound 19 produced tons of powdered anthrax every year to release from ballistic missiles. According to this account, a technician had removed a clogged filter and it wasn't replaced until too late. A breeze carried anthrax spores to a nearby ceramics factory, infecting the workers, who were mostly men, and killing many of them within a week. To make the tainted meat lie look more credible, the Soviets shot stray dogs, arrested black market food vendors, and bathed victims' bodies in chemical disinfectants. The KGB disposed of hospital records and pathological reports. But all that activity just spread the spores more. People within two and a half miles of the factory were infected and died, and animals even farther than that were affected. Yeltsin let international inspectors into Sverdlovsk to investigate the incident, as the Soviets had refused to let investigators in when the news first broke. Autopsy slides of the infected victims showed evidence not of intestinal anthrax, but of inhalation anthrax, which can take weeks to show symptoms. And the families affected all lived downwind of the bioweapons facility, which pointed to an aerosol of inhalation anthrax being the culprit. In 2016, New research suggested that the anthrax strain at Sverdlovsk was close to natural strains, so the facility was probably not genetically engineering anthrax that was antibiotic or vaccine-resistant. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Get more notes from history on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history.